You're going to see the interview everyone is going to be talking about. Wagon wheel, what to see? What do I think of her? Yes. I don't think of her. Then we become divas as opposed to just strong women. Oh, coughing during my interview, really? It feels uh, reductive. Hello, and welcome to Little Diva Energy, your fortnightly slice of something extra. I am Holly Morgan, I'm obsessed with divas, and my husband Tom is also here. At the audio desk. Yeah, right. It's going to get... Is that going to happen the whole time? Yeah, probably. Yeah, so we're recording in a studio today, because we're trying out options for Carry the Musical, and Tom's got a soundboard, which... um, yeah, it's all, he's already drunk on power. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to stop your rations if you keep doing that. I drink rations because I'm also drunk on drink. <laughs> no, are you? No. No. It's midday. And we're on Stoptober. No and big deal. And on Stoptober, yeah. Yeah, not a big deal. MBD. Dealing with it. Dealing with it. Not martyrs or anything. Not also asking people to sponsor us for it. No, we're not. We only discovered that was a thing until people, like, we told a couple of people who we were seeing, we're like, oh, we are doing Stoptober. Now, look, why we, <laughs> many might query, why do you feel the need to do Stoptober during a Panny D? Because we were drinking too much. And uh, we thought, why not? Let's give it a go. And then people were like, okay, are you getting sponsorship for it? Now, we've re- <laughs> this put the cat amongst the pigeons now because we were like, what? You can get paid for not drinking. And then obviously, like, you have to give that money to charity. Ah. So there's the rub. We will be giving some of the money that we have not spent drinking to charity. In conclusion, oh, it's news to me. <laughs> um, I just wondered, like, what kind of a nation we have to be, where we have to we think paid. that it's a charitable cause to not drink. Yeah, it's the well, same like, as le- running a marathon. <laughs> yeah, running a marathon, climbing a mountain, not drinking alcohol. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because like, you don't pay people to go to rehab. But famously, well, people, people pay to go to rehab. People's managers sometimes do that. Yeah. It's I bet Elton John's manager paid him to go to rehab. <laughs> it's conflicting, isn't it? Or Rob Stark, as he's known. What? Elton John's manager in the film. Yeah, good callback. Thanks Excellent. to the film that I watched. <laughs> good film, actually. Hope you're all right. Hope you're all doing okay. We've, we'd have we been out and about. We've been doing bits and bobs. We noticed a that people are being very creative with ways to enjoy their lives outside, basically. Like not using masks or using all the public transport you can. Yeah, so some people are doing that. Which, you Turning know, up to pubs in groups of more than one household. That's not you, dear listener. No. I'm talking about those hardy souls who are doing things like day clubbing in outdoor warehouses. Is that what that was in Tottenham? Yeah. A DC? Do you know what? Like... It's a generation blighted by frostbite, isn't it? Mm. You will know us by the the blains. <laughs> Years to come, you'll know you'll know us by the trail of broken capillaries across our our noses. <laughs> and it, like, I lost four toes in the <laughs> summer of twenty twenty. Yeah, exactly, did what I needed to do. Um, but you know, good on you. Be inventive. Find yeah. ways to socialise at a distance outside. Um, but maybe we should pioneer. I don't know, fashion baklava. Not baklava, that's a, that's a cake. Balaclava. A snack, Turkish snack. Yeah. Fashion balaclava. I think people have already gone for those, haven't they? Have they? Fashion face kini. There's like fashion masks. And now there's masks that you can get with a, a see-through hole. Yeah. And there's the ones that like blow the air upwards. Yeah. Yeah. 
As if the person wearing the mask needed that more. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So we've had some lovely feedback from Robert Madge's triptych with us. Yes. What what an absolute, you know, the, the good things often come in threes. They do. Destiny's Child. Um, the Trios. God, um, if you believe in that. The Supremes, I do believe in that. And uh, the 90s Biscuit Trio. Yes, the 90s Biscuit Trio. Um, yeah, uh, tricycles. But <laughs> who'd have thought we could get that much information out of Gwen Verdon? Threesomes. <laughs> you know, I think people are probably beginning to question whether that's our ultimate goal yeah. with Robert Madge. What's the colour of Zoom? <laughs> um, I love him so much and we had so much fun. And we did. Yeah. It was a, a joyous thing to do, but also a, a sadness to wrap it up. I know, it did feel deeply sad, but we're going to do our Chicago special at some point. That's true, uh, the Divas of Chicago. And if you're missing Robert, you must just go over to his to his socials and see the latest series of videos. Uh, he's He's been doing some new content, not not uh, Robert from the past, Robert from the current has been doing uh, this very funny series of um, the over-enthusiastic performer and the uh, MD who wants to get to the pub. So like, <laughs> the... Uh, this, the wrapping up the vamp, the vamp really quickly is very funny. Do you know what's funny? Describing videos you can't see, uh, <laughs> describing yeah. other people's jokes. yeah, describing other people's funny jokes. Go and go and watch Robert do his funny jokes. Don't take my word for it. So love you, babe. Thanks very much. Now we go to Chris's coincidence. What a coincidence! Oh yeah, hi guys. Um, thanks very much for your third episode on Gwen Verdon, the Broadway legend. I enjoyed it very much. I think you've probably covered everything there is to say now about Gwen Verdon. Um, but I was listening to the episode. It was really interesting. In the middle, um, you talked about a production of Pippin that you'd seen. And I thought that was just a huge coincidence because I actually directed... Um, a production of Pippin last year. And I just thought that was a coincidence. But further to that coincidence, you then talked about how much of a coincidence it was that you were talking about that coincidental production of Pippin because I had directed it. And then you talked a bit more about the production and the fact that this lovely chap called Joe had been in the production and your guest, Robert Madge, was friends with Joe. And I just thought... What a coincidence, because Joe was in the production of Pippin that I directed last year. And coincidentally, that was the production you were talking about. I just thought that was an incredible string of coincidences. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. Uh, oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now we go live to... Rich Hawkins, whose birthday it is today. It's a very special birthday bitch. A birthday bitch. Some would say we should have got him a present, but instead he's giving everyone else one. Hello, hello, it's me. Yes, it's my birthday. Obviously, I don't like to make a fuss. Take that spotlight away from me. Honestly, no, no, don't put champagne in the fridge. Honestly, I'm fine, but also happy birthday to me. Um, I was going to go with my, uh, going to make a recurring gag that I was going to start with heterosexual news, but honestly, I don't know any. And also, it's the week that Ariana Grande released a new single, so uh, I can't, I have to talk about gay things. Um, isn't that song boring? Good Lord, Ariana, we've had enough of a year. The video is excellent, but like, ugh bore off um chicago yeah i'm honestly it's one of my real kinks shit celebrities in musical because i'm so fascinated by the idea that people think that they have enough of a fan base to bring in an audience do you know what i mean so like i get it if it's like a big pop star like in um on broadway like brandy or usher have both been in chicago and that makes sense because you're like i like them i like their singing i want to see them live maybe i don't want to go to a concert like good little middle ground for mum but like 
who's such a massive fan of like Claire Sweeney or like Jennifer Ellison from Brookside that they want to buy an expensive ticket and travel down to London to see them in a bad production of Chicago. Fascinated by that. Um, Chris Adams actually in the middle of talking about this just alerted me to the fact that one time when Mel B was in Chicago on stage she broke character and started singing now here's a story from A to Z and I think it's the best video I've seen ever and I can't believe I didn't know about it before google it immediately please Um, my final thing was mm, what was my final thing oh yeah when I went to Broadway and I thought I was seeing poor Michelle and I ended up seeing Oscar winner excellent actor Michelle Williams I was gutted honestly poor Richie Okay, so. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, is that where you'll put your sting? My sting? Yeah. Why have you given it a what? What? I don't know. You seem to be waiting for something. Oh, I don't know. Wicked Diva! So, there's been some events in the Divaverse. We were all shook us when uh, Little Mix the Search was cancelled last week. Because Unbelievable. Someone had given Jade COVID or whatever. Look. I don't know, Jade didn't have COVID, but Jade was isolating, wasn't she? So Jade had obviously been exposed. She wasn't ill when she appeared on no. this week's episode. Yeah, so we missed a week. Devastating. I don't know what I'm going to do when it finishes. There's only cut two more episodes. One, I think. Fucking hell. Eight of nine, that was. It's so good. It's the be- I, I never want to be not watching Little Mix the Search. We were watching it last night and you said to me, in all earnest, what wouldn't it be better if all television was this? Yeah, I think it would be. And I don't think she meant was reality TV uh, search for a star type shows. I think it was just... Just little mix. Just little mix search. (laughs) Um, Just this show over and over, over every channel. Uh, Yeah. All day, every day. So Jade joined the girls in a sort of like uh, iPad egg thing that they'd constructed. Yeah. Tech, very tech heavy this series as we've seen so far. A judge pod. Um, Yeah, I don't... There was a bit where that comedian uh, talked over Leanne. Oh! And she gave him a look. Oh, my God. The look just said, oh, oh, this is happening. You're talking over me now. Okay. Um, It was like a very kind of like, oh, all right. Yeah. Sort of look. It wasn't like, I'll kill you. Don't ever interrupt me again. It was like, oh, you think you can do that? Okay. I'm going to be honest. I found it quite jarring having a host after having just had the girls first for the beginning. It felt weird. It felt like a, 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 also, sorry, it felt a bit weird that he was a bloke. Yeah. Like, oh, I've got really used to just like little mix running things and now suddenly it felt a little bit like he'd taken over. No offense to the comedian. He's he's, you know, lovely and whatever. And mm. he does that very popular podcast. Which we won't name because we're not in the they business. don't need the they don't need the hits. Uh <laughs> but uh yeah, I just I just I I miss I just let Jesse do it. Husband and wife them as well, aren't they? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> We haven't stolen their gig. We haven't listened to it. <laughs> Can't possibly have. Can't possibly have. Don't Can't. even know what it's called. Uh, no, I sort of do. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Little Mix dropped Sweet Melody. Oh, my God. She's number one. Is she? She's number one, babe. As of, when did the charts come out these days? I don't know. What is charts? Do uh, they have them? Although although we did get a harrowing glimpse of... of we went through a time-space continuum <laughs> when that guest act came on in Little Mix The Search. Quite, we were saying to to Nick and Paddy, first guest guest of, of, of ever Nick, first guest, first guest <laughs> Nick, and her consort Paddy Feish, also parents of previous diva of the week Olive Feish. Very good. Uh, we were discussing the fact that it just looked like they'd not booked a guest, gone into Cyberdog and just grabbed an intern, and then you told me that Cyberdog doesn't exist anymore. 
And then there was this woman on, it looked like the Top of the Pops from 1990. I was, is this what, is this what culture is? Had a full breaky D. I may have been partially responsible for that on the basis that I told you that Cyberdog had shut down, but it hasn't. I told you. I looked that up. I could have sworn that it had. There will always be tourists who want to buy fluorescent bangles. But I got confused because the last time I went to Camden, which is about two days ago, they had replaced the t-shirt market. I mean, what used to be called the market, but then just became the t-shirt market. Yeah. With shipping containers filled with paper chasers. Yeah. It was just loads of paper chase or maybe burrito spots. Yeah. So in shipping containers all over the thing. I had no idea what happened. I was looking for Kate Moss t-shirts giving me the middle finger. No, you know, it's not Kate Moss. Who is it? it? I think it's Heidi Klum. Oh. It's very North London-centric uh, material, this. I wanted a Heisenberg t-shirt. <laughs> I wanted an iPood t-shirt or <laughs> Barbie is a slut. I wanted one that says, fuck Google, ask me. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a bit of content about Camden Market for our listeners outside of North London, of which there are many. We have a lot of listeners outside of the of the UK. So International. If you imagine... I see you, Vietnam. Yeah. I know you're still listening. I can't think of a touch point in Vietnam for Camden Lock, because I've never been there. To our American listeners, I would say that Camden is vaguely equivalent to... Uh, I don't know. Oh, like... Um, like <sighs> bits of bits of like bits of Broadway, like the lower end of Broadway where it gets a bit tacky. A Times Square kind Times of Square is Leicester Square. Yeah, dancing Elmos. It's weird. It's essentially. I don't a, think we really have one. It's like it's it's a it's a, a magnet for depressed teenagers. And which is where I spent most of my youth um, at Camden Lock, and it's kind of got a rock heritage. What I, happened to you in Camden Lock? I stole some badges and got caught. What happened then? I had to pay for them, and I only had a twenty pound note. And then I cried. And then what did you say? I'm supposed to be a socialist. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so yeah, the follies of youth. The follies of youth. There you go. So that's our that's our Camden bit wrapped up. I would have hung out in Camden if I was a kid. Of course you would. There was nowhere else to go. Or there was. There was like, I don't know, West London I'm sure has an equivalent. If you live in London, it's a very London-centric pod. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the mix dropped Sweet Melody Initially, we were like, do we like it? Then we were like, yeah, I love it. The styling in the video is very bold. Yeah. Jade's got a full bum bum out. She's got a bum bum out. She looks amazing. They all look amazing. But there's also that bit when they're all facing the camera and Jade is like, well, I've, I've got my bum out and I do want to show everyone that I've got my bum out. So she's standing with her back to the camera, mm. unlike the rest of them. But she's turning around to face the camera. Yeah. So she's making sure that she's still facing the camera like the rest of them, but she's also making sure that you can see that it's almost like... <laughs> She's presenting. <laughs> um, I will also say that I love the styling, but it does sort of look like it's four outfits, one parachute, isn't it? It's got it's quite a lot of toggles and bits and bobs. Mm. Love it, though. So that was new. Ariana Grande has also released a new song, uh, which I would say is a contender for excellence or fine. 
Excellent or fine? Is it fine or is it excellent or is it really just fine? Up next is obviously excellent or fine, our very recent addition to the podcast, uh, in which we find something that is excellent or fine, and one of us plays the other one something they haven't heard, and they have to decide whether it is or not. So Holly's about to play me Ariana Grande's new song, Positions. Positions. Let's go. Excellent or fine? Is it fine or is it excellent or is it really just fine? Thoughts? I'm going to call it fine. Okay. Because I was going on second listen. I think it might be excellent. Ah, okay. It's the problem for me is it comes out in the week after Sweet Melody. Yeah. And everything pales in comparison. It's not as catchy. No. I quite like the sort of like busy little harps that's going on underneath yeah, it. Yeah, do 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 Yeah. It's nice, isn't it? It's almost like this. Oh! Wow. Return of the board. <laughs> there it is. I, look, I, look, she's an amazing vocalist, Ariana. Mm. I sometimes, when she's on her own, <laughs> I think she sometimes just forgets that she, we'd, sometimes it'd be good to hear the words. Because otherwise it's just... It's all just... It, it all gets swallowed right at the back, doesn't it? Yeah. And I live for it. And she's amazing. But, I mean... Diction. In the days of yore, we'd have got a smash hits with a lyric pull-out, and it would have been fine. What do the youth do now? Download it on MP4? Probably. I imagine they go on YouTube and look at the video with the someone puts the lyrics on. Yeah, but, but someone's got to do that. Someone's got to do that, Ariana. Imagine being the subtitler for Ariana Grande videos. <sighs> what a job, eh? I mean, apart from when she repeats things again and again, like, thank you, next, you're like, I think I've got it now. <laughs> Ironically. Yeah. I mean, we can't talk. What? We were moaning about how we don't listen to music now. Now we're so old because of the music <laughs> we listen to now. And we're like, yeah, but to be fair, we just listened to a lot of Bruce Springsteen, who was a man whose career began 10 years before we were born. Yeah. Here's the thing I've learned from reading Mariah Carey's biography. Bruce Springsteen was at her wedding to Tommy Mottola. Get out. Yeah. The great and the good were at that wedding. Well, definitely the great. Yeah. She, well, yeah. Tommy Mottola was there. Uh, but they, um, yeah, she, she hadn't met any of them. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, he. they knew him. Yeah, yeah. Who was his best man? Robert De Niro. <laughs> Funny you should ask. <laughs> what? Yeah. It, it's very much implied by Mariah that it was kind of like, he just sort of like almost hired him. <laughs> you, you haven't heard of him being like best mates of Robert De Niro. It's like all these people were at my wedding and guess what? Robert De Niro was the best man. Do you have a bit to read, read to us? Yes, I do. Thank okay. you for asking. So up next then is another new feature. Which is... Holly Morgan reads from Mariah Carey's autobiography. This is a description of the home that Mariah built for her and Tommy Mottola to live in. The images of palatial arched windows and glamorous glossy floors were seared into my little girl imagination. I made sure every room in our house was pristine and spacious, filled with air and sparkling with light. We worked closely with the designers and architects. We went over every detail together. I taught myself a lot about the styles of mouldings and tiles. I became an expert in sconces. Sconces, darling! I also learned a lot about materials and would often visit various rock quarries. Though by no stretch do I like a rustic look, I do have a preference for tumbled marble on my kitchen floors. I was very particular and confident about what I liked. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I love this book. I have a lot of questions. Yeah. But you go. Sconces, darling. Just leave that out there. What is it? A sconce? Yeah. 
I think it's like the corners. It's like the corners of a of a room. I thought it was a biscuit. <laughs> yeah. Or someone who's have a bad time in prison. The um, <laughs> but <laughs> she. Yeah, you, you have sconces, darling. I often visited rock quarries and I prefer tumbled marble. She's so effortlessly camp. <laughs> she often visited rock quarries. Yeah. I often visited rock quarries. The, the room she's describing is essentially the set of the video for Imagine as well, isn't it? It's just an empty room that's all white. Yeah, she doesn't have to imagine it. She lives in it. She lives in it with Tommy Matoke. Done any more. Oof. Oof. Um, yeah, so that's my reading from uh, Mariah's autobiography. I loved this that. Week. Thank you. I'm, I'm whipping through it. Turns out. Yeah, it's great fun. Okay, so other diva news. That's it, basically. So, for Halloween, we're going to do a spooky bitches section special. <laughs> Where's the spooky one? That's crickets. <laughs> that's... They're spooky bitches. Yeah, so to celebrate the launch of our Patreon and it being Halloween, we've got a very special spooky surprise, which uh, if you go over to our socials will be ruined because uh, we're arguing for submissions. It's Hocus Pocus. We're doing a special on Hocus Pocus. Just, you can leave us a voice note with what that means to you. This is largely aimed at Nick Lamont. Um, so, yeah, we're doing that. Secret. I uh, did do some free ASMR there. And, but instead of that for today, I would like to talk, I would like to present a panel to you of my favourite spooky bitches. First up, a popular one, this, Nancy from The Craft. Oh. Yeah. I've never seen The Craft. That is an oversight. Sorry. <laughs> it's banging. The Craft is genuinely a very good film. Okay. Um, it is also a the film that inspired a thousand people to go to Camden Lock and buy some very questionable jewellery. The return of the specific references. Yep. Um, it stars Faberuza Bulk, who you might remember from Return to Oz, or oh. an excellent turn as Sapphire in Almost Famous. She's one of the the other groupies. Brown aids. She's the brown haired one that runs into a wall. Oh yeah, yeah, she's I'm brilliant. You. Physical comedian. She's actually very spooky in the craft. She's a spooky bitch. Nancy's a spooky bitch. Great. Um, Love that. Yeah, and she basically it's an iconic look. It's a choppy bob. It's a heavy black eye and a really sort of like rich, plummy nineties lip with a white shirt. This is her look in the craft. Yeah. Don't they all dress the same? Yeah, they're schoolgirls, so it's sort of a variant on. Uh, it's like you know in school where you'd roll your skirt up to make your skirt look shorter but it made you look like you were three months pregnant yes i do they don't need to do that because they've had a costume department make them look like sexy oh sexy witches is that where the sexy school girl thing came from what girls rolling their skirts up i was thinking more the craft but no i think it came from aforementioned sconces came from the sconces Mm. darling Stop fetishizing schoolgirls. It's not, it's not cool, guys. Baby kids. That by definition, they are girls. They are I don't below. think we need to address our relationship about this. I think they're fully aware. So she's my first uh, spooky bitch. My second one I'd like to bring to uh, to bring to your attention is Faith from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Good choice. Yes, played by Eliza Dushku. 
Um, a, a, a wonderful counterpoint to uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's Buffy Summers. She is once again a brunette. That's a theme with the spooky bitch. It's not exclusive, but it it helps. Um, I were they trying to make Faith from Boston? I don't know what I know. You haven't watched all of Buffy, yeah? But she says wicked all the time. She's like, oh, that would be wicked. wicked, cool, wicked smart. Like it's like they're trying to make that her thing, but then she doesn't really have like a Bostonian accent. She's so wicked smart. Well, yeah, she says like that'd be wicked. This wicked that. Anyway, huh. I'm sure there's a thousand people who know why she said that. You're asking the wrong guy. Again, I am. I, I'm working my way through Buffy, having not really done it properly when I was a kid. The listeners are going to start thinking I grew up as a Scientologist or something. <laughs> you grew up in Devon. <laughs> Not not far off. Yeah, you didn't realise that they were uh, rude until we started watching them because you'd always only seen the sanitised BBC Two versions, hadn't you? Who? So you were like you, you were like I didn't know they they, what? they when we watched them you were like oh, oh they've got like sw- yeah. I thought you meant people from Devon <laughs> <laughs> or Scientologists. <laughs> you didn't realise they were rude, did you? That's rude. I told you. I did. Uh, no, you <laughs> just <laughs> trust me. <laughs> But no, you hadn't realised that they have like that they're Buffy, explicit yeah, content. The BBC Two edit, edited them up. They must have made very little sense. I'd love to watch those again. Yeah, because a lot of it is very dark themes. It's like Friends when they had all the sex jokes taken out. Right, a few other jokes should have come out, shouldn't they? With hindsight. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't wasn't one for Buffy, but yeah, uh, I am now. Yeah, love it. that's great. So I don't know the answer to your question, but you're absolutely right. She is a spooky bitch. Yeah. And in the spirit of threes, my third spooky bitch for your consideration is Morticia Adams, the iconic portrayal by Angelica Houston. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Very good. You need a spooky bitch who's seen a bit of life. And Angelica <laughs> brought to that role a something dark behind the eyes. She'd seen some shit in the Studio 54 and she brought that to the table. I think we know what it was. Yeah. Probably literal shit. Or someone having sex in a cupboard. What? It's an iconic look. Every diva has a staple item in their wardrobe. Morticia's is a sort of black body stocking, a fair bodycon dress, long trailing sleeve and a a full, long, parted down the middle, black wig. But I... I found it interesting. So could you talk the listeners through your decision to choose Morticia and not Wednesday? Wednesday? Because um, if anything, Wednesday is spookier because she is so young and yet seems to have seen so much life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I chose Morticia because uh, the glamour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wednesday is amazing, but she's not glamorous. Yeah. And otherwise it, I would have three... Three spooky bitches who are, I think, supposed to be under the age of 18. <laughs> um, so no, None of which are. None of which, I mean, Eliza Dushku must have been a... 35 or something. I think I think we could put her fairly, fairly in the Olivia Newton-John school of, of casting. Yeah, or the Kinnicky. Yeah, or oh, Kinnicky was like drawing a pension. <laughs> this, this is the thing, you know when people like, whenever Grease comes on telly and people like, Twitter lights up, people are like, oh my God, these are supposed to be teenagers. Yeah. Like... Yeah, there's a flying car at the end. Like, if you came to it for realism, it's the wrong film. Yeah. Go and watch, like, Carlito's Way or something. I don't know. I've not seen that film. Is it, is it very realistic? Uh, I think it depends <laughs> how au okay fait you are with drugs. Whatever. Anyway, 
Morticia Adams, iconic. Thank you very much. Those are my spooky bitches. That was lovely. Thank you. I enjoyed that bit of a Halloween special. Thank you. I feel like the listeners might be slightly confused by what the <laughs> intro to that and to as to what you were talking about. Basically, <laughs> that's our spooky section because we're aware that this is the last little diva we'll be doing before Halloween. However, we have a very special Halloween treat that will be released on Halloween. Yeah. I know, I know that you've said that. I just felt that like it was very <laughs> convoluted. Yeah, yeah. And involved I references the to people that like people might not know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So go to over to our socials. We should have a link uh, so you can contribute to the Halloween special. We've had some really interesting contributions so far, which is really exciting. They've been really great. So uh, there should be a link uh, to a thing called Speak Pipe, I think, mm-hmm. which sounds like it might involve sconces. <laughs> But it's it should give you a link there where you can leave us a 90 second recording. We'd love to have you guys, uh, I'd love to have some of the listeners uh, drop their thoughts. Yeah. So now we come to Diva of the Week. We don't have a sting for Diva of the Week, do we? No. Tom, who's your Diva of the Week? My Diva of the Week is uh, Leighton Williams. Great choice. Thank you. It's a young actor who did not originate, but I think sec- seconded, seconded. Yeah. yeah. The role was the sophomore Jamie in Lovely. iconic musical. We need to talk about Jamie. No, iconic musical. <laughs> everybody's everybody's talking, talking about, Jamie. about Jamie. Very different show, your one. Well, <laughs> very different, especially because they they are talking about it. They've answered the question. Yeah, we need to talk about Jamie. Well, everybody is Everyone's talking, talking about, about Jamie. him, and everyone is literally talking about it because the film trailer came out the other day and it looks amazing. Yes, that's true, and that that's not the original, is it? No, no, it's not. That's a former Erdang student who I have taught a couple of times to dance. No. <laughs> Otherwise, they would not be in that film. No, to do a bit of acting. Anyway, carry on. So anyway, on. Leighton Williams <laughs> is uh, was the second Jamie after the originator of the role and is currently on tour, I think. I think in in a world where there wasn't a Panny D, yeah, sure. Yeah, so their contract says they're on tour with it. Very funny, very funny actor. Yes, who was also in... Uh, Beautiful People and uh, Bad Education. On television. Yeah. Uh, last night was awarded LGBTQ champion mm-hmm. at the Black British Theatre Awards. Question. We've not got a lot on, guys. Why do we need to schedule the airing of that and the Olivier's on the same night? Just asking. Are you could, kidding? Could we not have staggered that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same night. <laughs> <laughs> also, who aired they pre- it? BBC? Uh, I, who aired the BBTU? Uh, who aired any of it? I think it was our good question. <clears throat> it might be a competitive scheduling thing. So Sky Arts broadcast the the Black British Theatre Awards. Uh, ITV. So the the Olivier's were on ITV, <clears throat> and the Black British Theatre Awards were on Sky Arts. The fact that they had to be held on the same night is they weren't held. They, they pre-recorded Black British Theatre Awards. Oh apparently. my god! Yeah, I know. It's just like it just seems to be slightly def- defying the missing the point. If you're like great, we're going to have a, a, a theatre awards for, for black British performers, but they also have to compete with the fucking Olivier's for a, for, a, for an well, audience. It's like, it's like doing the Razzies on the same night as the Oscars. Yeah. It's like you're sort of saying we're an offshoot or we're like a background thing, but they're yeah, not. Yeah, they're not. It should be given, yeah. It should be given as much attention as the Olivier's. Bit shit, innit? Really shit. Yeah, it makes it, it makes it, tri- it, it trivialises it, I think. You're right, yeah. 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 So... Don't do that again. <laughs> yeah, listen. <laughs> ITV. Schedulers. Or whoever it was. We know you're listening. Mm. Just wait one day. Do it the day before the day after. Anyway, sorry, back to Leighton. Good choice. Yeah, thanks. 
I just really pleased for him. Yeah, amazing performer. I had a really unfortunate situation a couple of years ago at the Edinburgh Fringe where he mm. wasn't, wasn't allowed into Assembly Gardens because he got profiled. Yes. So, fuck them. Fuck them. And good for him. Yay. My Diva of the Week. Oh, God, I'm sorry, I don't know what's happened. I've, I've, Do you want to take a I've been struck down. I've got the lung. That's a reference to the worst TV show ever made. The Haunting of Bly Manor. I've never seen anything like it. Then none of them made it on my spooky bitches list. <laughs> Fucking Flora. Perfectly splendid. <sighs> oh, no. For those who haven't seen it, I do think you should... I mean, I don't want to add to their streaming tally, but I do think... I don't think we're going to make an impact somehow. <laughs> you should probably... <coughs> it's not COVID. I had yoghurt for a love the house. <laughs> sure. You should watch it, though. Just to show... See how bad If you're ever considering writing a television series to show you not what not to do. Episode 8 is a full episode done through uh, like a ye olde filter on Instagram. It's meant to be the history of Bly Manor, and it's just literally all shot with an Insta filter in black and white. It's supposed to be the 18th century, and they've got people dicking about with loots, looking like they've just, you know... Round heads. Round, yeah, look, it looks like they've just raided a sort of like regional Shakespeare cupboard. <laughs> anyway, got off topic. My diva of the week... It's Cat Loud's new fringe. Cat Loud, previous guest, deep friend of the pod, has cut a fringe in. Oh. And she looks absolutely banging. We'll put that up on the Insta just yeah. for, say, our listener in Vietnam or <laughs> anyone that doesn't know who no Cat Loud is. <laughs> yes, you'll get to see her gorgeous fringe. And then while you're at it, why don't you go and listen to her, two of her parts on Princess Margaret. Yeah, good work there. Thank you. It's really, it's just, honestly, it's a great fringe. As a recent fringee as well, I can say that it is a lifestyle choice. A fringee sounds like a terrible award ceremony. I can imagine as winning a fringee at some point. Best fringe. The only well, yeah. Well, it's a fringe award, isn't it? Yeah. As For actual fringe, it's not the fringe, which doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> well, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's a great fringe. Check it out. I'll stick it on the Insta. <laughs> now, um... Some of you are doing some lovely work because our listenership has trebled. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks for telling your pals. Continue to do that. <laughs> Keep doing it. Keep doing it. It's great. If you wanted to leave us a lovely review and five stars as well, that's always really, really helpful. And do subscribe. Uh, even if you, you know, you're a, a close personal friend and you take it as read that you, you've listened to the podcast before, do keep listening to it uh, and do subscribe <laughs> and tell others. Uh, love you all very much thank you go forth have a lovely Halloween be safe take care bye happy Halloween bitches yes spooky yeah play us out that's right soundboard thank you so much thank you excellent excellent